This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com Over the last couple days, I've been getting a lot of emails and there's been a common theme that's been rolling through these emails which, first of all, it just makes your heart absolutely sink. But second of all, there's this commonality of people who are sending very similar ideas to my website, to my personal email, and they've been sharing this idea, and I wanted to sort of bounce this back. People have been writing, you know, my marriage is what it is. This is what it is. Um, you know, nothing really seems to be changing. This is my marriage. My marriage is what it is. You know, I'm watching classes. I like classes on marriage. But nothing seems to really be changing. Or they'll maybe write something like, this is the issue that we've been having. Is this possible to fix or is this possible to change? And it's very hard sometimes to read actually what people are saying is going on in their marriages. But besides for for the actual issues, which whatever they may be or whatever the symptoms may be, there there seems to be this like common question of this is who I am or this is who he is or this is who she is. Like this is this, this is it. Like we're not really changing anything. Like I was recently talking to somebody and he said, you know, every... Every Arab Yom Kippur, I sit down and I, I do my cheshbon on nefesh and I'm saying tefillah zaka and I'm going through everything that I'm doing wrong for the year and everything that I'm, I'm supposed to be doing, you know, right for the next year. And he's like, and I'm sitting there thinking this through and thinking this through. And then it strikes me like, wait a minute, where have I heard this all before? Yeah, I remember where. Last year. Last year, me, I was sitting in shul. And, and I said to myself, yeah, this is me, and these are all the things I'm doing wrong. And then I have to change, so what am I going to change? I'm going to change all these things. And he's like, and year after year after year, I find myself sitting in the same seat, in the same shul, with the same drasha, with the same friends, and it's the same issues. And this person said to me, I, I wonder if I'm actually even able to change something. Like, is this, like, sort of who I am? Like, this is my life. I speak Lashon Hara. I'm a Baal Taiva. I have all these things that are going on in my life. Yeah, Hashem, I mean, it's Yom Kippur. I'm supposed to show up and I'm supposed to do this. And this is who it is. And a lot of people express this through emails and they say, this is my marriage. This is who we are. And this is this is, this is what it is. There's nothing really to do about it. Or, or is there something to do about it? Or do you think we could ever change this? That's, that's one one concept. Now, I was recently sitting with a couple and she, this woman called me up and she said, you know, I have, a, I have a lot of problems with my marriage. Could we sit together? So I sat down with her and her husband and we hear, we lay everything on the table and we come up with like a game plan. Like, this is what has to change. You need to do this. You need to do that. This is how we can make it work. These are the fundamental principles of marriage. We really spent a long time. And at the end of this thing, this woman turns and she's like, wow, like I didn't realize like there's like a system to marriage that really could pack a punch and it could change our marriage. She's like, I didn't realize all this. And she, you see the wheels are turning in her mind. And then she says, you know what? <laughs> Thanks for all your time. I think things are, are good enough the way they are. I think things are good enough the way they are. So I said there, you know, it's really funny. Some people, they start a diet. And after a day, they, 
you know, they feel a little good. After two days, three days, they're like starving themselves. They start to feel a little bit great, right? So they get on Facebook and they, they put up like a, a, a resume and they say, I'm a nutritionist or I'm a, you know, anyone who needs help with their diet, I'm a dietitian. You need help with your diet. Come call me because I figured this all out. And then after four, five, six days where it really starts getting tough, they go like, you know, it's not such a big deal if I just have a piece of cake, like I'm really doing well. And by the time like eight or ten days come around, before they like really get into their stride, they take down their Facebook post and then they're, they're like, I think things are good enough. They're, they're good enough. This diet thing is really, really hard work. I got to go exercise. I have to like make sure I'm, I'm careful what I'm eating. I have to plan my meals, portion control. I can't just go to a wedding and just pile things on by the smorgasbord. I think things are good enough. I think things are good enough. I said, that's what you remind me of. Like two minutes ago, you said everything's a disaster. We really need to change everything. And then all of a sudden, once you start realizing there's a little bit of work over here. So you say to say, I think it's good enough. We're doing okay. So these two ideas were, 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 happening to me recently and I, I, I it was bothering me a little bit and along with this sort of comes people who they say look my marriage it is what it is and it's like a sort of like a, a very common or shared idea we are where we are we are where we are we are who we are we do what we do I'm going to come to Kol Nidre. I'm going to be the same guy as last year. And I'm going to be saying the same things like last year. And last year, I did the same things like the year before. And nothing's going to change. Maybe I was Mahmoud on Pasi for the last couple days. Big deal. Now what? I'm the same guy. Nothing is really changing. Whatever's broken, it's not really getting fixed. So I want to throw in a machshav over here. You know, there's two Gemaras. Two Gemaras that talk about a very similar idea. The Gemara says, the Gemara's, they're, they're, this Gemara is found various places in Shas, but the Gemara seems to be throwing in an idea here. Who wants to be married more? A man or a woman? Who, who's more desperate to be married? A guy who's 25 or a girl who's 25? A guy who's 35, a girl who's 35. So the Gemara says, you should know. More than a man wants to be married, a woman wants to be married. Now, without getting into that whole conversation of man versus woman and what they bring to the relationship, that's not for right now. That's what the Gemara says. Okay. There's another Gemara that says a very similar idea. Almost the same words, but... Reversed. It says it in a negative. The Gemara says, Tav tandu mi armalu. A woman would stay with almost any husband. They don't have such a great marriage. The guy's not so good looking. He doesn't make so much money. Don't worry. Tav tandu mi armalu. A woman will stay with a man almost more than anything else. So she, she wants to be married. And when I was reading these two Gemaras, I said to myself, like, oh, bell went off. Wait one second, one second. The Gemara says this in various locations throughout Shas. And the Gemara says, Yoyser Misha Yishraitz Linasei, Yishraitz Linasei. And, Tavo Mesav Tandu, Milo Mesav Armelu. Wait a minute. You're saying the same thing. Why does the Gemara have two expressions of saying the exact same thing? That a woman, she wants to be married more than a man does. That a man is, is more likely to, to walk out of a marriage. Why does the Gemara, forget that whole idea, but why is the Gemara saying it? Why is the Gemara saying it in two different ways? 
More than a man wants to be married, a woman wants to be married. Right? That's the positive. And you should know, she wants to stick around more than anything else. A woman will stick around. The man won't, but a woman will. You're saying the same thing. Same thing? Why do you have to tell it to me in two different lashinas with two different verbiage? And I think the answer, I was like racking my brain, racking my brain, and finally I came up with like a, an idea of and I think that this machshava is a kernel that when it pops, it's really a beautiful idea. Is Tav Lamesev Tandu Milamesev Armelu and Yaser Misha Ish Reitzeli Nasei Ha'isha Reitzeli Nasei Are those two ideas really one and the same? So there's one Gemara where it mentions Tav Lamesev Tandu Milamesev Armelu. The Gemara says a woman wants to be married more than a man. She'll stay in a marriage no matter what. And the Gemara says, you know why? I'll tell you why. The Gemara says because this woman... She wants to go be unfaithful to her husband. Then she's going to have a baby. So she's going to say, listen, if I was single, everyone's going to know that I was unfaithful. So if I'm married, I'll be able to say, hey, oh, this is our baby. Mazel tov, we had a baby. That's what the Gemara says. She wants to be Tyler the Vlad in her husband. She wants to be able to say, I'll do whatever I want. And then it's my husband. But if I'm single, then I don't have anyone to say that this is from him. And therefore, that's what the Gemara says, is Tavla of Tandu, Milames of Amla. So when I read that Gemara, the whole thing came wrapping itself up. What the Gemara is essentially saying is there's two types of marriages, or there's two levels of marriage. There's a woman who's 19, who's in Shaduchim, and she says, I really want to get married to Hashem. She pulls out her Tehillim, she's davening. She's crying her eyes out to find her zivug. That is Yoyser Misha Ish Ha'isha A woman wants a relationship more than a man. It's more natural for her. She strives to have this really altruistic marriage. It's going to be the most unbelievable thing that ever existed since Adam and Chava. That is Yoyser Misha Ish More than a man wants it, a woman wants it. Then the Gemara says a different thing. Tav of tandu, of armalu. The Gemara says, when a woman realizes that she doesn't have this amazing marriage, she doesn't have almost anything, she's going to sink down to a level where she's going to say, I would rather stay with this guy because he's going to be able to fulfill the most selfish and crude parts of my life he will be there. I want to be unfaithful. I want to have a baby out of wedlock. I'll be able to say it comes from him. That is nothing to do with Yoyser Misha Ish Ha'isha One is a marriage. It's the epitome of what we strive for. And one of them is, that's not a marriage. You're probably not even allowed to be married to this person. But nevertheless, Tavla Mesav Tandu of Armalu. Because what the Gemara's lesson is telling us is that there are two different types of marriages. One is a marriage, and one is not a marriage. One is on a level, and one is in the dirt. It's in the garbage. So if I would tell you the same wording, that a woman wants to be married more than a man, you would say, oh, it's the same thing. So the Gemara specifically goes out of its way to have two separate types of ways of explaining two separate ideas. One is a marriage on a certain level, and one, it's not a marriage. Don't 
don't confuse this with this. They are two completely separate things. Who do you want your child to learn by? Who do you want to be manhig, you and your family? So we always say, you know who I want? I want a big Tamar Chacham. Ah, Tamar Chacham, a Tamar Chacham. A Rav should be a Tamar Chacham. A Rebbe should be a Tamar Chacham. We always talk about the idea of having in our lives a Tamar Chacham. Rav Gifter says, Rav Gifter says, a Tamar Chacham, you normally you envision a person who has a long white beard, you envision somebody to be a Rebbe, right? Like, like a Rav, a Rosh Hashiva, a Tzaddik, an older person with a long white beard. Says Rav Gifter, who qualifies for that job? A Talmud Chacham. Someone who is a Talmud. Not who is a Rav HaChachma, that he has a lot of knowledge or he's the Rebbe of knowledge, but he's the Talmud of Chacham. Because Rav Gifter says, in order for someone to be considered a Talmud Chacham, you have to remember that you're a Talmud of the Chachma. You're a student. You're 85 years old. You don't get to close your Gemara and say, okay, I put in my life's work and I'm out of here. You have to be a Talmud. You have to be a student. And when you're a student of Chachma, you're somebody to learn from. You've infused yourself with this idea that I have to lower myself I have to be machnia myself to the Chachma. Great. You're the person that we all have to strive to become. We are, you're the person who we have to go to, to, to your feet to, to, to listen to what you have to say. But as soon as you say the words, this is who I am. I'm okay. I'm stagnant. I'm alright. Don't bother me. You're not a Talmud Chacham anymore. You go into retirement. You go, you go play chess in an old age home. That's wonderful for you. But we're not, we're not giving you shishi on Shabbos. We're not, we're not gonna sit there standing up when you walk into shul because, oh, here's the big tzaddik. We'll stand up because you're older. But we're not standing up because you're not a Talmud of the Chachma. Every God that we know, every biography you ever read was about tzaddikim and, and, and chassidish rebbes and everybody who throughout their lives they had an avoida. They had an avoida of this is how I have to live my life. I'm constantly striving and I'm growing and I'm not stagnant. I'm not happy with who I am. Next year, I hope to be sitting down and clapping al khayt on a completely different issue, if any issue at all. But if every year I sit down and I say to myself, oh my gosh, here I am again, then there's something that's holding me back from becoming who I truly can become. It's not that I'm, I'm at this level I'm at this level and I'm saying to myself, I'm okay at this level. This is who I am. I am who I am. What do you want from me? This is my marriage. I'm just selfish. I'm just about myself. I'm just about shopping and spending money. This is who I am. What do you want from me? Says Rav Gifter, a Talmud Chacham is a Talmud. He's learning. He's growing. That's what we look up to. We look up to somebody who embraces the challenges of life And who says to themselves, okay, I want to lose weight. This is how I am going to lose weight. I'm going to have a plan and it's going to get hard. And there's going to be times that I'm not going to be so happy. But I'm going to push through because that is what it means to become the greatest version of yourself. We don't don't settle for mediocrity. We recognize that there is a system to everything in the world that we are doing, that we're becoming... Our marriages have a system, our chinuch has a system, all the various elements 
that we have in our lives, when they become difficult, we push through them. The Rambam in Hilchus Tshuva addresses this. And the Rambam spends a whole parak dealing with the idea that so many people, they say to themselves, this is who I am. This is who I am. What do you want from me? Tshuva? I was born, I was about Taiva, I was about Gaiva, I mean, have a Yitzhahara. What do you want from me? And the Rambam says, no. Da, you should know that you have Bechira. You have to choose. Every action you do is a choice. You spoke Lashon Hara because you wanted to speak Lashon Hara. What? No, I didn't. I was just there and the people were talking. No. You spoke Lashon Hara because you wanted to speak Lashon Hara. You looked at something because you wanted to look at something. Everything in our lives, we do them because we want to do them. You have Bechira and you have the Bechira to change the things in your life. That is what the Rambam says. He says every action, every thought, everything that goes into your life, you have the ability to choose something else. And I told this woman, if you had your husband, if you had a conversation with your husband, your husband comes home and he says, oh honey, I was offered a job today. Oh great, how much do they offer you? Well, they offered me $80,000, but I decided to take forty. Why? Well, because it's good enough. What would you say to your husband? She's like, that would be the craziest thing in the world to say. And what if your husband says that the company gave me a free car? They offered me a Cadillac or they offered me an Oldsmobile. And I decided to pick the, ca- I decided to pick the Oldsmobile. And you're like, why? Well, because it's good enough. It has four wheels, a steering wheel, put in gas, and it drives. It's good enough. What would you say to him? It's like, I would say to him, you're crazy, you're insane. So I said to her, listen to what you're saying. You're saying your marriage, which is the most important decision you've ever made in your entire life, it's good enough. It's good enough. Does that make any sense to you? Yes, it's challenging. But understand that you have the Bechira to choose. And you have to recognize that there's Yaiser Misha Ish Isha There's an altruistic marriage, which again at marriagepro.co, we lay out how to get there. But then there's Tavla Mesav Tandu Milamesav Armalu, which is things are good enough. This is what it is. It's fulfilling my selfish fantasies, the things in the world that I want to get, that's what it's helping me. And the Gemara says, no, it's not the same thing. You have to recognize that good enough is not good enough. Good enough is not good enough. We have to set a bar that's beyond what we have now. We have to sit at Kol Nidre next year with a different list than we have this year. We can't pull out the same list from last year and say, okay, here I am. All right, Al-Chait. Ashamnu means I was unwittingly, you know, subject to sin. Yes, that was me. No, that's nothing. We have to internalize who we are, who we have become, and recognize that we have the Bechira to choose to become someone else. We are living in a marriage of of Tandu Milamis of Amalu. This is stagnant. This is good. This is, this is who we are. But you have the ability to change and become anything you want. You have the ability to work with your spouse, to set a marriage higher than you could ever have imagined, to incorporate the tools that you need, and to keep raising that bar. 
so that you could get yourself from this marriage to this marriage where you, where you say to yourself, I've accomplished the greatest goal that I've ever set out to. Me and my spouse sat down. We've incorporated tools. We're not stagnant. We're not happy with what we are. And we've built the greatest bias neman be Yisrael. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.